It's six o'clock. It's Monday. It means it's time for the joke workshop. I know you're excited for it. All these comedians are. Everybody's got new material. They want to try it out for you, listening audience, and also for the other comedians in the room. Yay! We're training Max Eddie today. He's going to have a new show here at Mutiny Radio Saturday nights at 10 o'clock following Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Be every Friday. It's going to be a great time. We're here at Joke Workshop, where comedians do four or way longer, actually, today. We have a light list, so you guys can do a little extra time. Please, like, take notes and be cool and give nice comments. Remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. A nice toasted brioche bun at the top and bottom and in the middle. All that stuff you've always wanted to say to your comedian friends about their shitty new jokes. Because we're all doing our best here at the Joke Workshop. Hey, enjoy some Realms of Vision, and we're going to be right back with the Joke Workshop. Training Max Eddie tonight of his new show that, does it have a name? His name, he's going to say it later. We're going to keep everyone in suspense here on the Joke Workshop. Enjoy Realms of Vision. We'll be back in just a sec.
treat for you listening audience here tonight at Joke Workshop. Our first comedian is a stellar comedian. He is a comedian to watch in San Francisco and all across the entire Bay Area. Uh, he's at Rooster Tea Feathers all the time. Have you won it yet? Yeah, the Rooster Tea Feathers. He's like he's come in second place like 15 times. <laughs> he's a great, great comedian. He always tries his work out here. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Joey Avery. Woo! Hell yeah, mutiny. You guys ready to have a good time? Yeah. Nice. Fuck yeah. Good energy. Um. On a less bright note, I, I've been thinking about some of the particular problems we have in this country. I think prison is one of our biggest ones, mass incarceration. It's kind of like the messy closet of America. You know, it's like we have all these problems and we're like, maybe if we just put them over here, we won't have to deal with them, uh, which I think is a horrible idea, but also how I clean my room so I can't be too judgmental. Um, Recidivism is a huge problem, though, and men are actually twice as likely as women to recommit the same crime uh, and go back to jail, which is interesting because we look at it and we're like, what are we doing wrong? Like, we're taking these guys out, we're locking them up, we're keeping them away from women, all right? We're taking them out of society, and then we can't figure out what goes wrong. And it's kind of funny because every time I've ever gotten in trouble, it's because I had two things. One, free time, and two, was surrounded by a bunch of other mischievous dudes. Like, that's the biggest cause of crime, is hanging out with other fuckboys. Like, they're just in there lifting weights, talking shit to one another. It's like an ISIS training camp for carjackings. I don't know why we think that's going to work. If we actually want them to get better, we should just send them to a group of, like, really successful, judgmental women. Right? If we could send them to a book club or something, I feel like they might actually get their shit together and walking in there... You're going to walk in there with a face tattoo and a shaved head? Shut the fuck up. All right? You're not getting any Cabernet with that outfit. Um, <laughs> what else? We, uh, I, think we're really, I think we're really mean to, to old people in this country, uh, which is interesting. Other societies like liked their elders, but whenever an old person opens their mouth on politics, we're like, you're in way over your head. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And I think it's mostly because... Uh, we don't like their stance on like issues of, of social progressivism, um, which makes sense. But I don't know why we really expect that to change. Like, given that these are the same people that have usually already settled into the chair that they want to use for the rest of their life, every old person that I know has a favorite chair, and you walk into the house, it's like, that is grandpa's chair, he will not sit anywhere else, and no one will sit there. That is not the psychology of someone who's going to change his mind about marriage, you know? It's just not going to happen. Um, we give them shit, though, and, and I... I feel like it's, we're all going to get to that point because you're not going to want to change your mind because at some point you're watching cable news and the person who's running the country is 30 years younger than you and you don't even think you're qualified. You're going to be freaking out every fucking day. Like, I already hate the generation below me. You know, with their rolling backpacks and their braces and their <laughs> corsages going to prom. Um... <laughs> Yeah. 
We do get surprised also when uh, when people point to the Bible and it says and it says messed up things. I don't think that means there's not a decent point to the overall thing, but you're going to find some weird shit. Yeah, I can't even watch a movie from the 70s, okay, that doesn't have a few lines where I'm like, I don't think you can say that anymore. <laughs> Pretty sure a book from the year before zero is definitely... Now, I guess it would be after zero, <laughs> considering the Bible is what that's based on. Well, I'll, I'll work on the specifics. Um, what else? I uh, One thing I, I really look forward to in life is I, I would like to be a little league coach. Um, yeah, but I'm wondering if I can do that without having a kid. <laughs> I, I think I think that might creep some people out, but like, really, I just want to whip these like eight-year-olds into fucking playing shape. I want a good excuse to wear short shorts and a whistle, but I want to actually have to have a child to get there. I just want to be like the Vince Lombardi of second graders. Um, I'll figure that out. What else? Uh, I was just in Washington D.C. Uh, which is an interesting place because their their football team is the Redskins, and it's a controversial team. Not a lot of people like that name, and and a lot of people say that you shouldn't you know support a team like that, which I agree with. But I think it's even harder to come out against them because it might not be popular to say I love the Redskins now, but it's never been cool to say I hate the Redskins. <laughs> it still sounds fucked up. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if, if, uh, if, I think if Native Americans won the war, they would have lacrosse teams called like the, the crackers, <laughs> you know, I think they'd be doing the same thing. I don't think we're particularly worse. I just think we won and people suck. Um, let's see what else football. It was an interesting day in football yesterday. Yeah. It was fascinating. Football is a crazy thing to watch. I was watching one of these games, um, where a player got hit and then he had to get carted off the field and they didn't know if he was going to be able to walk. He couldn't move his legs. And then the craziest thing happened after that is they uh, kept playing. (laughs) Have you seen this before? This is crazy. I was like, dude, your coworker might never walk again and you're just going to keep playing the game like that would not happen at my office and sure we're not doing something as important as moving a ball across a line but still it's an odd fucking thing (laughs) all right that's that's actually all i got thank you joey avery a genius with new ideas yes (laughs) love love the nfl stuff um honestly with your bible stuff you have me right now. I'm a Bible scholar. What do you want to know? Do you want to go in the feminist area? Do you want to talk about Job and how you've been persecuted for your whole life? Do you want apocalyptic stuff? Like what kind of Bible references are you looking for? We can go Leviticus. We can do like laws and shit (laughs) where people die and get stoned. We can go with like, there are no women in the Bible. We can do how women only like suck dick because washing of the feet with the hair. I mean, duh, that's sucking dick, right? (laughs) No, all the way through the Bible. They're like, Oh, they watched, they slept at the feet or she washed his feet with her hair. There's all this washing of feet things that happen. It's obviously washing dicks with your mouth. But the the thing is, like, if you have any specific Bible questions, like, 
I guess my question would be, since you have studied on a macro scale instead of a particular reference, right. are you of the school of thought where it's like, yeah, there's some screwed up things, but the overall is actually a good message and you just have to throw out some of those old ones? Or do you think it's actually pretty no. fucked up? Yeah, the entire thing is it. misogynistic and evil, except for Jesus, who was a cool motherfucker, because right. that whole thing about loving your neighbor as yourself and being friends with the tax collectors and the whores, he was a good dude. Right. Making fish and bread for everybody at the drop of a hat, turning water into wine, good guy. Right. A lot of the stuff in the Old Testament, just like, oh, you're a fag. We're going to, there's Sodom and Gomorrah. You're yeah. stone from God in the sky with the fire and the yeah. brimstone. Brimstone is like stone from the sky. That could even be an angle too, right? You got New Testament Bible versus Old Testament. Old Testament is like, Old Testament is like 10 times more fucked up than New Testament. Oh, yeah. Right. You're talking about like, you're saying like, you were talking about like how the 70s, like, well, that stuff's kind of fucked up. Then, right. Like, then you go back to like the New Testament, like that stuff's pretty fucked up. And then you go back to the Old Testament, you're like, oh shit, like what the fuck's going on here? Right. Something it's like all that. pretty fucked up. If, if, <laughs> if you're going to name the 70s, you at least have Jesus Christ Superstar, which was huge in the 70s. Right, Jesus right. Christ Superstar. <laughs> Who do you think you are? That's not how it goes. But like, there's a lot of like 70s Jesus bullshit right. from that. But then, I mean, just... Honestly, if you want to like the the Bible stuff, you're so smart. Like, if you want any weird Bible examples, just ever ask because I, yeah. I have like I went to Bible school for 18 years. So yeah, I definitely like, will. I'm can... actually just interested to hear something because <laughs> I ain't but you gonna just, read the whole thing. You just have to choose. Yeah, you just have to choose which parts though that you want to come from. Like, right. so whenever I look at the Bible, I go like, there was so much misogyny. It's so funny to look at that. So you have to be like. Like, what do they think about baseball or whatever? Right. Like, however you, do you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to come at the Bible from your own, a like. A particular angle that you can excavate. Right. Because yeah. there's specific, I mean, it's a big book and it's all fucked up. Right. Word. It's <laughs> <laughs> the uh, best synopsis. <laughs> so, uh, I, I love the bit. Uh, the if you want to keep going with the lacrosse thing, uh-huh. uh, there's a documentary you should watch. It's called Spirit Game Pride of a Nation. I think it's on Netflix right oh, now. Oh, that sounds and sick. It's about the Iroquois and their lacrosse championships against like a whole bunch of white Canadian teams or something. Uh, so yeah, you should definitely yeah, I will check, check that check out. that out for research. Yeah, I'm sure you could get a whole bunch of stuff out of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, the obvious way to go with the NFL stuff is they just call them the Cowboys. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Cowboys. Or if they were talking about like an all-white team, they call them the Patriots. Right. Uh... Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's pretty much all yeah. I got. <laughs> and with your little league coach thing, I feel like you can go into you have a girlfriend, so do you not want to adopt or you don't want her pussy to get big by having her own kid? <laughs> or like so I'd I mean I'd like to have a kid later, but I'd like to coach a little league team now. So then well no then so go with it from that perspective. Like what's yeah. wrong with that then? That, right. Like you're ready to coach now, but you're not okay until you have a baby. So like what if you don't have a baby till you're in your forties? You have to like Wash this love of children like these right. entire years right. <laughs> like this you could be like a helpful member you could be a dad object yeah. to society or whatever but like where does that take you that why are you not allowed to do that because it seems like you should be able to if yeah. you want and I not think people be just get weird for people trying to parent when they're not a parent <laughs> but then that's the yeah. that's where it's funny because well why would you want to hang out with kids that weren't yours? Like, right. There's an angle there, too. Yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you. Joey Avery, everybody. Fuck yeah. Your next comedian. It's her first time in the room. I'm excited uh, to see her here. She 
put her name down in all caps, which means she is fucking serious and ready to be to comedy, all right? Uh, hey, everybody, put your hands together for Jules, uh, Judith Silverstein. She wrote it down. Stein, Stein! You gave me directions and I still fucked it up. I'm sorry. That's okay because um, I, um, I put the pronunciation down. So however people pronounce it, I argue with them. Uh, because it's, it's, it's Silverstein. So, but if you say Steen, I'll still correct you. <laughs> Hi, Mutiny Radio. Can you hear me? I'm unfamiliar with this thing. Huh? Uh, so, a little bit about me. I am 53 years old, and um, some of you ageists out there might think that's a little bit old to get started in stand-up comedy. But I've actually planned this out very carefully so that by the time you get sick of me, if I should be so lucky, uh, I'll probably be dead. So that's just do the math on that. It's uh, 20 years to get good at it, uh, two years for me to get people get sick of you, and then you're dead. Okay. Uh, so um, uh, I know I look uh, young for my age. Um, because I'm constantly hearing that from my gigolo. And uh, he tells me, Judith, I can't believe you're in your 50s. You have the accomplishments of somebody 30 years younger. That's uh, a joke about my career. Uh, so you can learn more about my beauty secrets at uh, www.arresteddevelopment.com. And uh, since the first comic had some uh, material about being old, I think I'll follow up with a joke that I rejected because it's uh, uh, racist, but I'll, I'll say it anyway so we can insult the, oh, the elderly and uh, people of different races in one joke. Um, so, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really old, uh, you know, I'm more, you know, middle-aged, but there's more and more days where I feel like um, I'm pretty much ready to be put out on the ice flow, um, and that's the, uh, that's the Republican health care plan, by the way, um, so that's, uh, you know, just a very bare-bones health policy for the uh, young and healthy and uh, everybody else out on the ice, um, but, uh, you know, the joke's on them uh, because uh, there's not going to be any ice. Uh, that's a really bad environmental joke, and I rejected that for an excellent reason. Um, so four, four minutes, four minutes. I, I think I'm realizing that is um, three minutes longer than my attention span. So we'll just keep pressing forward. Uh, I'm an intellectual. I have read the back cover of many important books. Sometimes I read the spine uh, on a good day. Um, I am my own doctor. I uh, cured myself of hypochondria by getting sick. That's a popular one. Uh, who, hasn't, who hasn't done that? Who hasn't done that? Uh, so let's see, on the subject of that attention span, look, I'm trembling. Uh, so, uh, oh, here's a fine one. So um, I am very prone to depression and anxiety. I think that's uh, common in the comedy trade. Um, they told me it was a, actually a requirement for performing in this venue. 
Um, so, and people are constantly telling me, uh, they're, they're, they're always like, uh, Judith, get over yourself. It's not all about you. And um, I don't really know why they're telling me this, uh, why they think this is helpful, because uh, that's actually what I'm depressed about in the first place. Um, so I hear that a lot. That is actually a true story. Um, you know, they're all like, Judith, you know, like if I'm at a party and uh, I'm going on and on about my social anxiety to some unfortunate <laughs> person in the corner, um, they usually say, you know, um, Judith, don't worry about what people are thinking because most of the time they're not even paying attention to you. I, I know. I, that's what I'm worried about. Uh, so, uh, all right, uh, that's the horn, so that's the time to wrap up, you know, with the, your, your best material. So, so speaking of uh, being depressed and anxious, uh, you know, I'm Jewish, and uh, even though I am definitely the cultural stereotype, uh, I've lived most of my life, uh, you know, thinking about it as little as possible, to be perfectly honest. Um, but uh, since Charlottesville, you know, that's, that is, has very much changed for me. You know, with the, the Tiki Torch Nazis uh, shouting anti-Semitic slogans and so forth. Uh, so uh, since then, I have made it my policy to uh, hang out only with black and brown people. I only hang out with black and brown people now. Uh, not for solidarity or anything. Uh, it's just that uh, they are the only people I can be absolutely sure will think I'm white. So that's the uh, that's my policy, and I think that's uh, my time. Uh, thank you uh, for giving me this lovely space. Yeah, you stay up there, and then there's comments from the people that they give you helpful things to say. That was your first time. Everybody clap. That was your first time here. Yay! Hooray! Very brave. You don't need any comments from me. If this is your first time up, you're going to do fantastically. Just keep it up. But okay. I've got a few little random tags. Please. Um, you also, so um, I'm, one of the things I get dissed for is only reading the introduction. So what about the introduction instead of the back of the book? Because it's just a little bit less The introduction, obvious, yep. Right? Because they, they put all the summary in the introduction in the academic books. Like, why read the rest of it? I don't even fucking know. It's not like they can write. Right. So, <laughs> I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide what very small part of the right, book. Right, the introduction. For yeah, sure. I hear uh, that. And then also, you know, you're going to be the only one with octogenarian material. You know, <laughs> fuck these guys. These guys can't touch your octogenarian. <laughs> you, your old people material. Right? I was highly offended. <laughs> anyway, you're going to do great. Yeah, but you're like Welcome. you're not that old. You're like 48, 49. I don't look a day over 49. I'm I'm 53. Oh, wow. I'm 53 years old. I actually had a joke where I. I the joke where I explain exactly how old I was, but. where you explain yeah. that you don't you don't look old. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say that that you were. I really like that when you when you called out your own thing and you're like I'm trembling, like that's it's good to like no it's good <laughs> because what that does is it makes you be engaged with the audience instead of performing because clearly you have your notes clearly it's your first time and that's great because it means you're writing which is awesome writing jokes is awesome. Um, but you, when you write them and then you're performing, 
one of the moments I saw you engage was when you were like, I'm trembling. And then you had another thing where you said, I'm wearing black and, or you didn't say I'm wearing black and brown. You said, I only hang out with black and brown people, but oh, I am wearing black wearing and brown, black and brown. But so try to stay like in yourself. So you're doing your material, which is something you've written, but then there's also people here that yep. want to like the whole thing of stand up comedy. And it's like the hardest thing to do is to do your material while you're engaging. And so one of the ways to engage is to like, go off script for a second and just mention what's happening like you did with the trembling but it's, it's more of that but it, it, it's it's kind of, it's hard it comes with time that you feel like i mean i went off i wrote down everything verbatim for like the first year i didn't ever i didn't just write down like these are the jokes i'm gonna do for the first year i wrote down like every word i was gonna say and maybe i'm a little ocd but that was where, but then later on, and then I was like, oh, fuck, why aren't they, these are funny jokes, why aren't they, why, because it's, just think about engagement, yep. right, of your jokes, because yep. you're going to perform, because you could probably tap dance too, right, you'd be like, look at me, dance for you, I bet no you sing problem. karaoke or something, right, uh, I do but, it all, I do it all, right? and anything to make an ass of myself, but exactly, know. so just let that happen too, Yep. All right. Now I'm sca- I'm I'm frightened of people, uh, and <laughs> I'm kind of like, uh, oh, you mean this is about other people? Shit. But, but don't but yeah. don't don't make your material be about other. people. No, no. Just but the, do the action of doing it. Yeah. Right. Totally. That you're this like got to pay attention a to others. With people here. Trina's okay. One. Yeah, you're frightened of people, but once you get com- comfortable on stage, you will realize that this is like the medium for you if you are frightened of people. I see sense? that other people, other comics are frightened of people, and um, it's uh, like, like every lesson I ever had to learn in my life over and over again, uh, I have to, uh, you're supposed to pay attention to other people. <laughs> <laughs> you had a joke about that, uh, me, shit. me, me, yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. just remember when you're up there, um, they have to listen to you. You have the microphone, right? right? It, it's, it's no longer right. about are they going to listen, it's they have to listen. That's Let right. me tell them what's up, you know? So just keep keep that mental picture. It helps me. I think you need to go to the point where you like ask someone in the audience something and like, I just told you it's all about me. Like, what are you doing talking or something like that? <laughs> oh, oh, excellent. I I have a piece and it's all about me thing and I just didn't yeah. didn't do it. But you um, touched on it. You I, sort of yeah. you obliquely hit it. You were like, Oof. okay. I I just for time I thought I skipped it because I thought it was too long. But it is all about me. But you'll come yeah. back again and again and it'll be great. I hope so. I hope so. Thank you so much, you guys. Judith Silverstein, yay! That's what the joke workshop is about. People feeling comfortable on stage. Your next comedian, he feels so comfortable on stage. He wears normal clothes here now. He used to wear weird, fun (laughs) leprechaun pants, but now, now he just dresses like a normal dude. Uh, he had a great show last Friday. If you guys download uh, from last Friday, the next thing from Pamtastics, he uh, he killed it and is very funny. And he brought the whole audience. But uh, that is, they weren't actually laughing at him. Everybody else was. You're going to love him. Everybody right now, Marty Cunny. Thank you, Pam. Wear gold pants one time, and that's all anybody remembers about you. Um, so... Uh, Let's get a, we got a lot of guys in here. Show of hands, who here has come on their own face? All right, we got some proud people admitting it here. We got a 100% response rate. Thank you for being brave. I swear to God, I do that everywhere else, and people look at me like, 
what are you talking about? Like, no, no, no. Everyone does it. And it's, I understand like not wanting to talk about it. It's an uncomfortable thing. It's very mixed feelings. Like on the one hand, I get why girls don't like that. I get why girls are not. Everyone's totally in to the, uh, the old facial. Uh, you know, it just feels like someone put like a hot sticky jello on your face and it's not comfortable. But at the same time, I was very proud of myself. I was like, wow, these kegels are really paying off. Like I got some crazy strength going down there right now. And plus, I eat a lot of pineapple, so really, it was all okay. Um, yeah, so as you can tell by that first joke, I'm single. Uh, I've been single for a while, uh, but don't worry about me because I am swimming in pussy. Because uh, when my ex broke up with me, she uh, moved into a place that didn't let her take her cats. So I am hanging out with two cute little furrow balls right now. And I am a proud, proud cat man myself. Uh, but it's weird when you tell people that, like when you tell people like, yeah, I'm like, a, I'm, I'm a cat person. I own cats. I like them. Uh, as a guy, you get looked at a little weird. Like when you're a girl, it's like, ah, you got crazy cat lady in your blood. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like that's expected. When you're a guy, people give you a weird look. It's like, it's like when you ask uh, people for like a charger for your phone and they give you like the iPhone charger and then you're like, oh no, I have an Android. They're like, really? Like, that's the same face that people give me when I tell them I'm a cat guy. Like... <laughs> People would probably more be more less surprised if I told them I was gay. Like, I guess that's San Francisco for you, but I don't know. It's it's weird. All right, that's fun. Um, I'm trying to be more culturally sensitive, um, but I got to tell you, Asians are making it tough for me. Stop hunting things to extinction just because they have things on them that look like dicks. Like, please, like we have medicine in western society that will give you a boner so big it might not go away you might have to get a doctor to help you with it you can stop extincting animals okay like it's it's totally fine and you only have one kid anyways so what's your big problem oh man that's gonna need a lot of work <laughs> do you get to rename your foster kids I, i'm just asking does anyone know i feel like you'd be a lot more invested no it's like, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a, they, don't, they don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, oh, my God. So, I don't know if you guys have been watching, hearing the news about uh, Facebook targeting advertising lately, but they have really stepped up their game. Uh, apparently, some people were, when, you, when you're, an adver when you're at, trying to advertise and uh, you go to like Facebook's, like, they have like a drop down of like a all these boxes that say like, oh, here's the groups that you can advertise to. Like, oh, My Little Pony fans for, you know, people like My Little Pony or uh, people who like baseball. Like you can advertise to baseball fans. Except one of the categories that somebody found on there recently was uh, Jew haters. What? Yeah, there was actually a category on the Facebook targeted advertising for hating Jews. Uh, and you could target advertise Jew haters. I was like... Finally, now I know why I was getting so many Tiki Torch advertisements in my Facebook feed. I'm kidding. I don't hate the Jews. I'm an accountant. That would be a terrible group of people to hate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. You guys, we all San Francisco folk here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's a change in city, man. I, uh, you know, this, this, this place is a lot different from, uh, what, 10 years ago even. It's, it's so rapidly changing. Like, I was uh, walking down the street the other day, and uh, this bunk came up to me and asked me for a dollar. Not, not unusual. What was unusual was that he asked me in a French accent. Uh, I had a French bum 
uh, they, you know, literally like, oh, so do you have a dollar? I was like, I thought I would like, I was having a stroke or something. Like, I was like, is this what gentrification looks like? Is this what it is? We're even importing our homeless now. We went from a national bum destination to an international bum destination, which I think, you know, maybe isn't the worst thing in the world. Like, maybe it'd be good to class up our, uh, our homeless encampments. Like, you know, maybe they'll start being like homeless potpourri everywhere, which is like nail clippings with uh, Mad Dog 2020 poured all over it. Or maybe, uh, you know... When you see that shit on the ground, you'll get a second thought where you're like, oh, maybe it's fog raw. And you're like, oh, no, it's banned in California. Never mind. Or uh, when you see that guy eating snails, you're like, oh, maybe he's not crazy. Maybe he's just cultured. I don't know. Escargot. I don't know. All right. That's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. Snails, are they the same in your yard as they are on the things? Hot sticky jello. You're better than that. I haven't right, really worked on that one that right. much. Just I haven't worked on that one that much. Hot sticky jello, you're so much better than that. You can come up with so much something so much more interesting than that. <laughs> I'm just saying. That was yeah. too obvious. That was off the top of your head. If you actually wrote into that joke, you'd have a great you'd have a whole diatribe of things that yeah, I mean, come on, this your cum, right? Uh <laughs> Uh, hard cock whiskey yeah you know they kill all the snakes or whatever I don't know that was that about the hard cock whiskey what did you just say well that when you it's <laughs> oh, the, the, the hard cock whiskey it's the Chinese whiskey the racist joke cock, the, cock hard with the the, the racist jokes that's not that's the, not funny enough to compensate for the racism well, no 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 I'm talking about the killing of the animals to make your cock hard the, yeah. those jokes in there yeah yeah I didn't I don't I don't know yeah 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 well, I it's I, spe- I was specifically saying the Asians. Right, right, and they're the ones that have the hard cock whiskey. I've had it before at that those weird the, places. Hard cock. Oh, I see. It oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It has the yeah, snake yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. Like a snake penis or something. Yeah, the yeah. three snake wine or whatever. Uh, right. Snake and scorpion whiskey in uh, Thailand. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the fucked up name. Change it with the with the um, with the child with the child and then the cat and that's that's great you just have to go a little further like when you get a cat with a human name like james or something stupid right and you change it to spike or something cool oh yeah i guess tying those two together right but so that foster thing thing was literally no but it's great because if you change but then you have to change your foster kid's name from something fucked up like and you have tons of ways to write into that because people name their children fucked up things so you can be like be like you, whoa 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 like wh- slow down like left left foreskin or something like that well but something <laughs> i mean i mean i would go racist with it and be like you know it's vanessa with a q or something that's that's someone else's joke but yeah, yeah. like the but it, i would do i hear you yeah that's name. that's good i would go with the cat thing and then turn it into like well my cat came with a name it was yeah, like my cat stu- came with something like little. Trevor. Who yeah. names their cat Trevor? So I named like it I know I'm not in Bernal Heights, but I'm not that something. big a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But then your child, I would do something with the cat's name and then something with the child's name. Yeah. Juxtapose. That's okay. Yay, cool. Marty Cunny. Indeed. Uh, and Marty, I got a comment. Um, so first, I fucking love the the opener um, about Jesus. coming on your face. Yes. Yeah, because it's a it's perfect because. Like I've I've done it, but I've thought I have no fucking clue how many people have done that. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, it's fun to play off. I think um, with your French bum joke, um, you mentioned gentrification. And I didn't get the connection there. I think it'd be funnier to do like a like an international trade uh, type of angle. Like they're even outsourcing homelessness, like some shit like that. Yeah, I kind of try to say like, oh, it's international bum destination. But yeah, I see. That's. Uh yeah, that, that one still needs a little work and as far yeah, as like it's kind of expanding it a little bit. Yeah, it's a good premise though. It's good. Yeah. Do you um, know anything in French? Uh, je suis un ananas. 
<laughs> what is that? You have a banana? What I am a, I am a pineapple. Oh, I am a pineapple. Who's that tray homosexual? Take one guess as what that means. I am, I am very homosexual. I am very homosexual. You are very homosexual. Oh, you are. Uh, yeah. Um, so with the coming on the face, rather than kegels, I would go with uh, the yoga classes paying off because now I can put my ass over my head. Oh, so yeah. you're shooting it on purpose into your own face. Well, that's the question, right? Was it on accident or on purpose? Like if I'm see, doing like... See, the thing is you, you set it up with by accident and then you evolve it to, no, this was all on purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was curious. Yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. And then there was one bit in which you moved into it really quickly and then we're speaking really quickly and I, it was just you were just going too fast so do you know which down. one I'm sure I'll matter. hear it afterwards it doesn't yeah. matter because it's just a matter of you know pace yourself slow yeah. down make sure your your audience is actually hearing the words that are coming out of your mouth and yeah not just- yeah I have a problem with that sometimes me too cool alright clap wildly thanks a lot Marty Cunney We have a very special visitor in the station right now. Uh, you guys, if anyone likes to read, I don't know, anybody like to read? Uh, Spacious Species Volume 8 just came out, and Joe Donahoe is here. He is the uh, editor and creator of this amazing magazine. It's like the eighth volume, and it's so cool. Uh, two volumes ago, there was this like huge like 20-page spread on Jack London, and I read it like three times, and I saw him on the street. The other day. I was like, oh, he's like, I'll give you the new one. <laughs> I was like in issue four or five. It was very exciting. Uh, but it's really, really great. Where can people buy it? Uh, dog-eared, dog-eared books. Uh, beat Museum. Petal Revolution. Adobe on 24th. Buy Spacious Species Volume 8. It's really great. It's a series of interviews and in-depth research sort of articles about really interesting things that happen in the city, the Bay Area, and beyond. Uh, incredible stuff. So... Look it up, get it! Thank you, thank you for bringing a copy. I can't wait to read it. It's super, it's super rad. He's really talented. Uh, your next comedian, she's also super talented. She has a show here on Tuesday mornings from 10 to noon called Quantum Division. She's also going to be taking over the happy hour on Fridays from 6 to 8. Clap your hands wildly for Trina Roderick! Well, howdy! Dude, okay, so you're Gold Pants Magoo? Yes. Now we know. The legend returns. I'll bet you feel quite the prodigal son. All right, so. Awesome. Welcome to uh, Friday. I rage on the weekends, just so you know. So you know. Rage. Rage. 6 a.m. I get up at 6 a.m. to rage, Pam. So, okay, so as you know, I'm feeling better about my North Korea solution. So let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on another, an, anyway. Here's the, here's the plan. We get a whole bunch of uh, fog machines, point them at the North Korean coast. Build a small wooden rickety raft for one. Put Trump on it. Dress him like a virgin. I mean, I, like, I'm thinking like styled by Courtney Love, Madonna or something, you know, curled hair, lip gloss, like that's a blush lip gloss, a little torn. I don't know. We're going to let Courtney or Madonna, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. I'm, I'm just saying, as long as we dress him like a virgin, the North Koreans aren't going to care that he's a whore. <laughs> that's all. It's just, it's the principle. It's right. It's, it's, uh, I don't, anyway. 
so also uh, I, I get what you're saying like there's no we don't have anything on the book we can impeach him that's pretty much all we can do and I'm like no let's this is a reminder first of all those bitches agree to that shit that's 100% social pressure 100% social pressure it's really kind of an ancient form of bypass the legislature that we've kind of lost track of like the ancients clearly realized hey, we need some way to bypass the legislature. And anyway, okay, fine, fine, fine. That one's not working as well. Is it because I called them bitches who agree to that shit? Is that what it is? I don't know. Too much? I'm too hard on the virgins. Are there virgins anymore? Anyway. Uh, so, uh, so I know what you're saying, Martin. You're like, wait a second, that's not going to work. You know, this is the first Trump president in, in history who was uh, alleged to have uh, statutorily raped a 13-year-old. You can't put Trump in the same harem with all the uh, 12-year-olds. That's like putting a hen in the, he in, the, in the chicken house, right? Like, that's going to go south fast. He's going to get killed. That's going to get him killed real fast. Don't worry about it, Joe. Trump, it's Trump. He turned a million dollars into a presidency. He's going to emerge from this with some reality show about his new life in the harem. Orange is the new yellow. You know, he's going he's to be fine. I'm sorry. Is the, is the yellow okay? I'm worried. I feel like it's a strong enough joke that I can say yellow there, right? Anyway, fine. So I uh, watch a lot of comedy. I just finished uh, Jerry before Seinfeld. So good. So good, right? Ugh. Anyway, uh, and then I've, I'm just, I'm such a huge sucker for uh, Nubuck Salback suede loafers that I, anyway. Well, if you've got them on, I'm going to know. That's all I'm saying. Anywhere, if I can see that shit anywhere. So anyway, he's wearing, anyway, okay. Uh, so anyway, so one time on Comedians in Cars, he said, you know, I could do anything. I feel like I could have done any job right? And I, that resonated with me. I agree with that because I'm here to tell you guys, as a trial attorney, a good trial attorney, it is as difficult. This is the same difficulty level of stand-up comedy as trial. You guys should feel like you are accomplishing something that very, very few people can accomplish. And that's why the pay is so high, right? It, it really, you know, we know that. We get it. We get it. Yeah. We're all trying to get there. Um... So anyway, but then when I saw Jerry before Seinfeld and he talks on his special about how he was so bored as a kid, I was like, oh, no, you, Jerry, you can't do any other job. Like trial lawyer, it's, it's like you get, it's 12 months of drudgery for that five minutes of as seen on TV excitement, right? I mean, that five minutes packs the same ego boost as 70 virgins. I'm here to tell you that. I'm saying it's a five minutes that's worth the 12 months, but if you're really like prone to not wanting to be bored, then anyway. So anyway, that's all I've really got. But hey, I have a new intro for me because I know I'm so sorry. I'm so uptight about that shit. Okay, here it is. Hardest working woman in the jack of all trades, master of none racket, right? That's so perfect. You don't have to, does that, that's getting an applause break? Sure. Okay, fine. <laughs> Joe's not having any of it. <laughs> Joe's like, fuck this bitch. Fuck this like a virgin. Okay, so feedback? Oh. 
Clap for Trina, yeah! Joe, Joe has this, does this thing where he pretends like he's not listening to me. He looks off as though he's not listening to me, and he's got, like, one of his ears is twitching. I can tell he's listening. It's going to be so cute in like three years when you guys have been fucking for like two no, and a half years. No, and you're like, when he twitches his ear like that, it so totally sweet. means something. So sweet. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Is that scary? Let me give you some perspective. Let me yeah. give you some perspective. I have a, a friend I've been friends with since the first grade and she had a, a really rare medical diagnosis that was difficult to uh, diagnose. And so she would be in the hospital for months at a time. While she was in the hospital, I would spend the night with her. Me and her mom would take turns spending the night with her in the hospital for months, right? Um, and this I is don't, a masturbation story, right? I don't like <laughs> telling people that because it makes, it makes me sound kind of like saintly when the truth was I was having the fucking time of my life. It was like a slumber party with my oldest friend from the first grade every night in, in the hospital. Sometimes we're in the hospital bed together. Now, mind you, okay, let me paint the scene. This is, you're talking about a, an attorney in her early 40s and her, her friend who's a f- big pharma rep making bank in the hospital Sleeping every the other night, bank. doctors, nurses. That if I was going to fuck somebody because I'm a gold digger, I would have fucked one of the many doctors that hit on me. <laughs> Zero fucks. Zero fucks. When I was in college, I broke up with my neurosurgery resident boyfriend because I'm not into that shit. Is this a whole explanation of why you want to? No, fuck I just I want before? I need I like, need it's exactly. I'm getting it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I just I feel like I need Poverty you to I need hot. Pam. No, I need you to understand. No, I'm, the, I'm it, I I I got gotcha. you. Okay. I have comments Thank on your you. jokes. One, you said a chicken, you said a hen in the hen house. It's a fox in the hen house. Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, and Or I could make it even funny. That's a, that's a cliche I could probably change and make funny. Sure. Uh, when you said orange is the new something, yellow. I was thinking yellow. But it was almost like you were talking about Buddhist, a Buddhist colony and saffron is the new orange. <laughs> there was like, right? Because you said something about... Yeah. I was, but I, I was like thinking it. like because no, it's Buddhist, the harem. Harem, right? Because he's but, got but sex But isn't, isn't Buddhist monks aren't they like harems too? And isn't that in that part of Are North Koreans Do not? Do Buddhist monks have harems? Well, they have a bunch of. They all wear saffron. They all wear I know, saffron. I was like, robes. wait, what? They're kind of like a harem. They I all thought, wear saffron I thought, robes. I didn't see that documentary. No, that I documentary, know. I missed. They all wear saffron robes. They look like a harem. Right, but there's something there. I don't. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 I was just thinking that I just had kind of a blank stare going for that first minute and a half because I really didn't know what you're talking about. Kind of, I kind of right because I go too fast. Like I go too right the fast right. Hour and a half, two minutes. Well, the hour and a half wasn't too what? fast. I just which, like no background of what you were oh, saying. Which what, what, what like do you mean? You said, it was like the Trump. It was the Trump stuff that like for the first like two minutes. I don't know. Like I. You started talking about impeachment. I was like, I don't know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, it just, Thank you. I didn't I'll see listen the, to I didn't it. See where the dots connected. Okay. Got it. You're right. You're right. I, you see, this is why I have problems the second time I do a set. It's because I run through it. Well, because the first time I have to connect. And so the first time I focus on connecting, and then the second time I'm focused on remembering all the fucking tags that I thought of since the first time I did this set. Right? But I agree with you. It's difficult to not just like run past people without realizing that they're not caught up with you. Thank you, Martin. Did you mind? Did it offend you that I used the word Magoo? Because you do have glasses. 
Are you offended it, when people call you Martin instead of Marty? <laughs> it just weirds me out because that's what my mom would call me when she's mad at me. Martin! Oh, Martin, uh, are you good? not giving good com- comments on this comedy? Martin? <laughs> yes, he's giving good comments. Sorry. Anyway. Any other comments for Trina? Clap wildly for Trina Roderick! Yay! Everybody clap right now for Max Cun- or Max Cunny. Look at me fuck up. Max Eddie in the back, running the ones and twos. This is his first time in there. He's doing a great job. Clap for Max, everybody. Yay, Max, yay. I'm also clapping for the record. Yes, he's killing it. Thank you again, Joe. Are you seriously? You're giving me a book and you're donating? You're an amazing human being. Thank you. Everybody go buy Spacious Species right now, volume eight. I can't wait to read it. I'm fucking stoked. I leave them on my toilet and I read them again and again and again. Sometimes I put them in my backpack and I read them on the bus too. And then I read them on the toilet too. I just, I do. They're really good. He's really talented. It's really good. Yay, bye Joe. Have a great day. Yay. Joe Donahoe, everybody. Yay. Talented author, writer. I actually have his poetry book too called One Man's Funeral is Another Man's Perfect Day. And it's actually a really good po- book of poetry. It's really good. Uh, your ne- the, my favorite poem of his is about this baby that he holds uh, when uh, it's like dies a crack baby and then the mom, it's not okay to have the baby. And then they're, he's, they're like, you're really good at holding the baby. And then he, they, he gives the baby away and it's like, he's like, I'm not going to hold the fucking baby forever. It's, it's, a, it's a good metaphor for life and stuff. Your next comedian we want to hold this baby forever. You can. You can listen to all of his uh, podcasts every Wednesday from 10 to midnight, the night space. You can actually hold two of his babies in your hands by ordering them off of Amazon. That's High Time Storytime, Volume 1 and 2. Clap wildly right now for Arden! Thank you, Mutiny. Thank you, Pam, uh, for plugging all my stuff. Uh, man, I am blown up. Everything's going crazy for me right now. Uh, I was on a mic at a strip club on Saturday night. Oh, my God. Do you have your card? Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, uh, next time they post on Facebook, just hit them up because, oh, my God, was it a fun show? Uh, it was in the Crazy Horse in the VIP lounge, which has its own pole and mirror wall, uh, a la Enter the Dragon. Uh, and uh, yeah, they have a couple of girls come up, give a private show for a little bit. You tip the shit out of them, as you, you do. You don't tip your barista, you fucking cheapskates, but you tip the strippers because, goddamn, they have enthusiasm and stage presence, and they just deliver, man. They deliver. <laughs> And uh, meanwhile, the comedians, we all get too high because it's also a dab lounge and you can smoke green up there, man. Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely all should come do this and bring your friends. Uh, I want to turn this into like the hottest mic in San Francisco because uh, it's got all the things I love. Uh, (laughs) uh, Although I got to say, I do on my set, I was so Goddamn embarrassed. This happens every time I go to the strip club. I can't look at the stage. I can't look. I, I have to just close my eyes and throw dollar bills because I can't look at the girls in the face because I'm just like, you're, can you just give me a little backstory, like something, a little narrative to hold on to so they don't feel like a total pervert? I mean, ah. Uh. And I was, I was the, the kid in high school who was like, man, I wish I could see a real life girl naked. And then I was the guy in college that up until I joined the fraternity, man, I wish I could see a real life girl naked. And then they take you to the strip club. And then 
it's just game over because uh, it's just overwhelming for me. Uh, we had one guy who, uh, during pledging, the girl at the strip club, because it was a particularly upscale place, uh, she takes his glasses off, folds them up, inserts them, and then pulls them back out and puts them back on his face. And it says, now you'll be seeing pussy all night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But not at the crazy horse. They don't do those sorts of things at the crazy horse. <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that, Joe. Uh, <laughs> my time now. Uh, so I, I got to say, uh, millennials, you're astounding me. Uh, I'm not a millennial. I fall just beyond that ga- uh, whole gambit because now 40% of you have tattoos, 40%. That's a lot of people with tattoos. And uh, more and more of you aren't fucking. And I'm wondering if the two are just connected somehow. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Anyway. I hate on tattoos, but I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, that's just my parents coming out. They judge so hard on the tattoos. Like, oh my God, if you have a tattoo, we're disowning you. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm a barista and a comedian. Yeah, no, all right, you're out anyway. You're done. You're done, though. Uh, what do we spend $160,000 on your education for if you're not going to use it? I'm like, well, you know, I took public speaking, you know, so that, that counts, right? That counts for something. Uh, but actually, I got an impressive email today. I was very happy. Uh, and uh, it turns out a uh, agent wants to uh, represent me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, buddy. Uh, so yeah, I'm just worried how... I'm going to get typecast, right? Real quick as, you know, the, the handsome boyfriend who turned out to be the serial killer, right? And I'm just like, come on. If I wanted to do my day job on TV, I mean, just, you know, come on. Ah, uh, no, but uh, I, I read a part today It said you have to be willing to shave. And I was like, upstairs or downstairs? Because I'll do both. I'll do, do, do both, you know. I, I, I've manscaped before. Uh, I've manscaped and then made my uh, roommates, male ra- roommates, uh, you know, uh, tell me if it was acceptable or not, you know. And it's just, you know, people say fraternities are gay, but they're not. They're really not, you know, because you're brothers, you know. Because, Joe, you got brothers, right? You, you show them your dick from time to time, right? Every fucking day, bro. See, every day. Every day. I'm glad. Go, go ahead, Pam. Give me the horn. There it is. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with, with a little, uh, little, little anecdote, a little story, I guess. Um, I, my uh, first memory of... Uh, ever trying to do physical comedy for anyone was uh, for my niece. And it was, uh, I just kept throwing myself down a hill over and over and over again, getting progressively more and more beat up and hurt and, you know, just ripping my clothes. And she was laughing hysterically the whole time. And I was like, for a laugh, I'll just kill myself. And uh, now today I'm like, you know what? Not without medical, you assholes. <laughs> Not without medical. All right, that's been my time. My name's Arden. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. be crazy yeah um hey so the naked girl i feel like you have an opportunity you're like i want to hear their narrative i have if it's an opportunity for you to tell that story whatever it's like oh yeah 
so yeah, I'm I'm a sophomore in college and I really want to go to medical school, but I can't afford it. And so I'm stripping her and I just put glasses up my pussy because like people seem to like that. But you could go off on like you you're creative. Yeah. You could think of the multiple nerve. After I had my fourth abortion, I felt like I should really get some health care. So I started stripping at the whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's one thing. Because you, you said, like, I'm so interested in her narrative, but then you didn't like. Yeah. It's a good opportunity for an act out, especially since you're a size four. Yes. Uh, the other one is it was a good premise with the glasses and the pussy. And then these guys behind me had like six tags that immediately happened. <laughs> yeah. So that's somewhere where you can write into it. Like, yeah, I just have to sit sticks, with it. But you just have to make names for it. If someone sticks the glasses in the pussy, there's a name for that. Yeah. You yeah. got the greasy point, greasy point dexter. Yeah, the you you could even say like you know originally you thought they were all about it for the money and it's like I can't believe they're degrading themselves for this and then you saw that the glasses were being held together by a piece of masking tape and you're like oh my god this is just an act of passion these guys have no money yeah yeah I I was thinking more uh you know uh it's the greasy Poindexter but it, it's okay because uh, she's actually going to optometry school because uh, you know she wants to give poor. Uh, unfortunate kids glasses well you know vaginal fluid is a lot like uh, lens cleaning solution no what's the what's the thing that you put on your hands as a kid and you smell it and then you make little balls out of it (laughs) vaginal fluid vaginal fluid is a lot like rubber cement I was gonna say so she said now you're gonna be seeing pussy all night turns out he's just seen herpes for the rest of his life yes yes thank you thank you yes yes also, um, you say fraternities aren't gay. It's incest because we're brothers. Right. Yes. Jeez. How did I miss that? How did I? I love it, Marty. Thank you. Marty on the tags tonight. Damn. Special. Firing away. Tag man. You should check him out on a previous episode of The Night Space oh, uh, where go. he was fantastic. I can't remember when that was, so you'll just have to listen to them all. You you gotta book him on your cozy car show because not only will he love it, he has like he rolls ten deep every show he does. He has like ten partier friends that show up with him. He is he's not a bringer. He's just a fun guy who's funny and happens to have like friends in real life. I don't know how people do that. Still, how did this become about Marty all of a sudden? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just saying because he books the show and then you're saying you brought it up because you want people to listen to him on the show. I bet all his friends have already listened to it. I bet you got an extra 30 downloads. Oh, I hope so. I got I got some new comedians on uh, this past week. I've got some uh, uh, some really exciting guests coming up. I've got a medical marijuana company coming on next Wednesday. Not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, things are happening on the night space. And with all new high time story times every week, we'll have volume three coming out real soon. So stay tuned. Clap ever wildly, everyone, for Arden! Yeah! Arden's life is falling apart or coming together. We can't tell. It's coming together. It's definitely coming together. No, no, no. It's no. It's not falling apart. I mean, I mean, I guess it, like it's the same thing. Like usually, go my parents are like, "Your life is falling apart." I'm like, "No, no, it's coming." It's just that some people think that money is the end-all, be-all, and maybe it's not. But your next comedian is the end-all, be-all of everything. He's my favorite comedian in San Francisco. I like have such a hard time not sucking his dick every time he comes into this room because he is so awesome. His hair is so luxurious. I don't even know how you guys are freaking out right now. Clap your hands wildly for Joe Gorman! Let's do it, Mutiny! Let's go! 
get into it. Let's roll up our sleeves, put in a hard day's work of riffing, seeing what will stick to the wall, man. Hey, I decided something last night, actually. I had what commoners, what non-comedians, what we condescendingly call civilians, refer to as an epiphany. I like stand-up comedy. I like it a lot, man. I like it. I had, uh, I had three alcoholic beverages last night, two margaritas, a tall boy of PBR, Paps Blue Ribbon. I was fucking sliggly sloshed, right? I used to never drink margaritas. My mom told me it was unbecoming, but now I'm a man, so I'm going to drink margaritas all the time. What's up, buddy? Take a seat, man. This is what's happening. We're talking about margaritas. You like margaritas? Fuck yeah, dude. This is kind of a... Did your parents tell you not to drink margaritas growing up? Fuck yeah, dude. That's what parents just don't understand, man. They just don't understand. Now we're men. Now we vote. We pay our taxes and we drink fucking margaritas, man. I don't put a little salt on the rim. I don't give a fuck, man. You can put it over ice. You could blend it up. I had it blended. I had mango and strawberry margaritas. Are you fucking kidding me? What an adrenaline rush. I don't need health care. I got seventh heaven in a fucking bowl. So... I drank, I was consuming alcohol, I was hammered. Most people would say, all right, you're done drinking alcohol, you can probably go home, watch a little pornography, maybe heat up a couple of Hot Pockets, call it a night. Not me, man, I just got started, I was just getting started. I went to, the, I went to a comedy, I almost dropped the name of the comedy club. I'm not gonna reveal the name of the comedy club, cause I don't play favorites like that, all right? Oh, that guy just showed up for like five seconds to hear me talk about margaritas. <laughs> and then he just left. I was like, all right, now I'm going to talk about something outside of drinking margaritas. Like, I thought you were the margarita guy. I'm out of here. Go back to talking about the margaritas they should serve at Chevy's. Margaritas are just an aspect of this. So I showed up to the punchline drunk, right? I was fucking super drunk. And like most jobs... Alcohol is a detriment. You can't show up to the construction site with fucking delicious margarita and Pabst Blue Ribbon on your mouth. They'd be like, hey, you smell like bad life decisions. Get the fuck out of here, right? With me consuming alcohol, smoking marijuana, it was like Bane inserting his fucking venom and getting all strong. Or like, I guess uh, a more apropos would be Lance Armstrong injecting fucking steroids. You fucking non-nerd, jock-loving, Tour de France aficionados, not reading Batman Nightfall motherfuckers. I don't care. I know everything. I can make everything fucking relatable. So... <laughs> I'm like hammered, right? I'm drawn like, oh my God, how am I, am I going to be able to be amazing? Spoiler alert, it was the set of my fucking life. I couldn't believe it. I was fucking funny. I was like, what's up with this? What's the deal with that? And everyone said, verily, what is the 
deal with these things. And I was just fucking crushing it. All these women were like, I want to have sex with you. And I'm like, I'm not going to taint my artistic integrity with rape accusations. I'm out of here, right? I was home. I was fucking tweeting, man. I was letting people know I was crushed. I took a couple jabs at Donald Trump. How crazy would it be if Donald Trump was found dead this morning? That would be fucking nuts, right? Everyone's afraid. Like, no, I wouldn't murder him. He's just found dead on his toilet seat, huh? Fucking because of depression. And like the last thing was like a fucking tweet from at Joe W. Gorman say, hey, jerk, reel it in a scooch. That's, and he's like, ah, he fucking cuts his wrist like in the Royal Tenenbaums type shit. He just, he reads that tweet. He doesn't even respond. He just goes, I'm going to kill myself. And he's fucking killed. That would be crazy. Yo. You are a failure as a stand-up comedian unless you drive the sitting president to commit suicide, all right? Every fucking comic except for me is a failure, right? Ah, well, that would be really awkward if Donald Trump wound up dead. We might have to pull this radio broadcast from the airwaves. I don't want to incriminate myself. Wait, I believe, and like Trina, back me up on this. You're a lawyer. A comedian's act cannot be held against him in a court of law if it gets an applause break, right? That's why they fucking never indicted all of these fucking comics, right? Louis C.K., Bill Cosby, fucking Russell Brand for being a junkie, huh? Yeah, dude. That guy was a heroin addict. He should be sitting in a jail cell, not banging all of our pop stars that I want to bang. What's up with that, dude? I want to have sex. How come I don't have sex as much as I should, right? What is up with that? <laughs> Because I have my monk-like dedication to stand-up comedy. That, you know how like some monks are just writing like intense prayer on scrolls? That's me, but I'm writing about my fucking day-to-day, -day, my observations. I'm like, margaritas, pizza, my dick, right? And then like I, I enter this realm of like transcendence. Like I see that green lady you're supposed to see when you do DMT. I never saw that shit. I never saw the green lady. I never saw that city that was supposedly made out of computer parts that you see on DMT. I didn't see nothing. I think I got ripped off. You guys, you guys ever get ripped off doing drugs? It's the worst, man. What a fucking cautionary tale. I do love doing drugs. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end, end on a fucking drug bit. How courageous is that? It's weird because my favorite drug is cocaine. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, and I was doing coke in a bathroom with one of my friends. And it's bizarre because he was like this health nut about it. Because I was like, let's do some fucking coke. I pull out my house keys trusted never leave home without him he's like yo dude don't fucking put your key into the cocaine you could get like a little shard of metal or something and he fucking reaches into his pocket pulls out a pen cap and he says we're gonna use this that's a fucking drug addict move a fucking pen cap i don't use plastic i'm not putting it in my nose we're in a fucking dirty public bathroom in the middle of the tenderloin I don't give a fuck. I'm not using a plastic pen cap. 
Where's that fucking margarita guy when I fucking needed him? I bet he would have come. How crazy would it be if, like, I say I'm going to end on drugs, and then, like, another guy comes in, and it's only the vices I talk about. There's a guy that comes in for margaritas, a guy that comes in for drugs, and a dude that comes in for fucking. And the dude that comes in when I talk about fucking, he's wearing a trench coat, leaves five seconds after I start talking about fucking, huh? Think about it. All right, that's been my time. Thank you. Pam Benjamin. Oh, your man is perfect. Oh, Pam. Pam. The time. Thank No, I, I don't have any comments for you. I always oh, just love okay. watching you be funny. Thank you. Yeah. Like, is your hair good the, only, the only thing is that you said you weren't going to name the comedy club, and then you said punchline. I know. But I don't care, because that shit was so goddamn funny. You know what? That was like that was a special... Wing. I, that was a conscious choice I okay, made, good, only okay. for the listeners. Like That's like good. a little Easter egg. Because I was like, should I not? And then I was thinking, like, <laughs> it rhymes with man, mose, improv. But it's like, nah, dude. It was the San Francisco punchline. But I still had a good set, and I was still respectful to the staff, so... Spoiler alert, comics! You can you can show up drunk, but be respectful and don't let people know that you're drunk. And spoiler alert: you only have three drinks. So is it that you're such a? I'm a super tiny, lightweight. Okay, you're yeah, lightweight. I don't. I if this uh, was a bowl of margarita. Like yeah. I had a bowl of margaritas. So yeah, where it's like just like a. Yeah. So really, you have two of them. You had six margaritas. And then you got like a little tall boy beer. forty. Right. Of, so there's yeah. like eight drinks. I was like two. fucking super hammered, you guys. I was so yeah. fucking drunk. I mean that. I guess that the only thing that would be at all on the set would be like you said you had three drinks and I'm like oh he's so hammered so we gotta we gotta like up the ante for the story just make it a bowl of margaritas because there are places like that where they serve you a fucking one margarita three margaritas or make it a lightweight joke yeah Yeah. or or, or up the pot part of it to dabs oh yeah dude dabs man the crack of weed Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You can riff on that. See, this is this is happening right here. This is like this is gonna be like a 15 minute chunk in my hour special right now. I already see it happening. When are you doing your hour special? Soon. Fucking right now. Let's get into it. Start the tape. Let's do it. We're getting into it. All right. Well, we can book whenever you want on a Saturday. Whenever. You all right. Want. Let's yeah. Let's let's do it. If I film, if I if I do it, let's do it here. All right, guys. Yeah, let's do it here. All right. I have a GoPro. I'm, I can put it. Okay. And then That'd be cool. That would capture the essence of it. Yeah. That's how it should the be. Essence of Joe Gorman. Hell yeah. You could sell that. You could like yeah. actually take your own sweat and like sell it as the essence of Joe. We should. Oh my God. Joe. That'd be great. You make it's super happening. money. You're, it's favorite, all about yeah. The favorite agent is gonna swoop down and pick you out out of obscurity anytime now. Fingers crossed. I can feel it. Fingers crossed. I'm gonna bring all of you guys with me. All right. We're all in this together. Oh, it's lies right. and hearsay. But you are we'll super awesome and wonderful. Everybody, Thank you, clap Pam. your hands wildly for Thanks, Joe everybody. tonight in the fills if you're wondering what that metal was your next comedian he's actually yeah I mean I had new jokes last week but I don't need to make you do it but you guys are going to love your next comedian because he's super hilarious he had a birthday last week and he yeah he's great host he's very funny and I've been enjoying his sets very much you guys are going to love him it's John Gallagher yeah oh boy Oh man, yeah, I'm having a. Uh, it's my birthday. It was my birthday last week. It was fun. Bef- before that, guys, I had uh, the set of my life similar to Joe. I was uh, spent a, a week in Cleveland, Ohio. Huh? Oh shit! Oh yeah, baby. 
was there. My buddy got married. It was nice. Yeah, like Cleveland's uh, Cleveland gets a bad rap. I don't like that. Like Cleveland, everybody shits on it for being like terrible or whatever. But I, I enjoyed it a lot. And the thing is, like, I like Cleveland because my hometown also gets a bad rap. I'm originally from Reno, Nevada, and people shit all over Reno, Nevada constantly. But here's the thing. Cleveland deserves none of its hate. It's a very pleasant place, lovely people. Reno deserves more. I feel like, say more horrible things about the place I grew up with. There's no benefit to where I grew up in. It's only until you experience other places that you go, oh, I grew up in a shithole, and it was awful, and everybody sucked, and... There was meth everywhere. Nope, there's nothing even aesthetically pleasing. The only thing you have is a geographical uh, closeness to Lake Tahoe, and that's even okay. I mean, you know, you have a, a body of water you can throw yourself into. And if you really want to die, you got the Truckee River going through downtown, you know? But the cool thing about uh, uh, the Midwest, like I said, it's nice and quaint and quiet. I like the quiet. That's why a lot of people move. But uh, the boredom is exciting, you know? I kind of think it's great because the boredom keeps you motivated. Uh, you know, because you, when you have nothing else going on, you, you focus on weird things, which is why serial killers all come from the Midwest. You know what I mean? When you don't have a thriving nightlife or interesting artistic scene, that's when you start making your mom suit. You know, that's the reason you start getting excited about that, right? You just got to make up stuff to do. You got you to start hiding bodies and digging up graves, right? But there's a lot of great music and stuff out there. But yeah, that's the thing. You need, you know, if you live in the city, you might develop a cocaine habit, a little alcohol problem but you won't be uh yeah, you won't be living inside animal carcasses is what i'm trying to say it's um uh, um i was i just i wrote a bunch of just shitty jokes i guess i'm gonna run through them let's see um one of my favorite things is uh picturing donald trump slipping on a banana peel all the time because i feel like it'd be possible if he ever came that close to like any fruit or vegetable <laughs> like i don't think you know, he's not going to. See, that sucks. It's not even like Twitter where that blows. Um, uh, I just, you know what? I, you know what fetish I love? I think the coolest fetish of all time, and it's the unquestionably funniest fetish, is the man baby <laughs> fetish. It's my. It's it was, this is the thing where like a man puts on a diaper, and he sleeps in a crib, and uh, has like a lady take care of him. I just. It's just the entire idea of a person going through their day. It's like, I'm a businessman. I'm going to do business things. He's like, yeah, Susan, get my fucking coffee. And he goes like, now I'm a baby. <laughs> I got it. He's like, time to take this tie down. And I need to be blown as a baby. Like... Because the when you have like a fetish, it's because like you wanna you wanna fuck like something else. That's why I kind of get furries. Like of course you wanna you see like a horse, you're like, yeah, I wanna fuck like a horse or like a bear, boom, I wanna fuck like a bear, an otter, right? But then this other was like, I just wanna uh, get my soft little baby dick, my legs don't work. This is the sex I wanna have. <laughs> I wanna come like I don't know how anything happens. I don't know. It's just it's just it's confusing to me. It's like, I want every sensation to be new. I don't know. Do you remember? I I, I was thinking about it. Well, no, no, I'm not going to do that. That's hack as fuck. Um. Uh, God damn. Um, airplanes. That sucks. Um. I don't have too much else. Oh, actually, you know what? Here, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit. I like how being an adult, I feel like, is about confronting your, your, you know, what you are as a person. And I like being an adult to me was I was on the train and I saw somebody else I knew. Uh, we made direct eye contact. 
gave each other the nod, and agreed to not say a single word to each other and deal with our own shit. I like that as an adult, because you're like, no, we see each other, you stay there, I'll stay here, we'll respect each other's space. Nobody will feel bad or weird. This is a, this is a positive thing. Mm, God, there's something else, but yeah, it's, I'll be done, that'll be good. Thank you. Super funny stuff. I only have one little comment about the baby man with sure. the feed me. Um, so I feel like there's a tag in there like feed me with a bottle, not unless there's alcohol in it. Like what okay. the fuck is wrong with these guys? They want right. to be bottle fed. They want to. They want to shit themselves. Like I would equate it to like An al- somehow, alcoholic? somehow, yeah, somehow equate it to yourself. Okay. Like I don't get it. I can only get it if I'm an alcoholic. Like, oh, that's true. Wow, wow, wow. Feed me a bottle. I want to suck on a bottle that has alcohol. Uh oh, I just shit my pants. Thank God I have a diaper and a nice lady to clean my asshole for me because I'm fucking wasted. <laughs> but like it's, but it's the same thing. But they do it. They do it sober. They're like, wah, 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 feed me a bottle and change my diaper. That's fucking lame as fuck, right? Oh, yeah. Like, but if you're wasted and you're like, well, well, we'll take my jeans off because I'm gonna piss myself. Oh, okay. Like that's, I would somehow equate it to yourself. Or Man, I've never, <laughs> never done any of that. Sorry, I, <laughs> I was like, I, as an alcoholic, I mean, as long as I'm not saying I'm past the points of shitting the bed. I mean, I've done that, but I just haven't been like, take my pants off. I'm a, well, it's, I mean, <laughs> fuck just, me. I that's know. just for me as an alcoholic. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. I deal with, but, it's, <laughs> but when you, when you have like the baby thing, like, there's there there are a couple things they do. They make them have diapers on. They pee themselves in their diapers. They feed them bottles. Yeah, yeah, it's all. They crawl yeah. around. Sometimes they like to be spanked because they funny. were a bad baby. It's also fucking funny. <laughs> Research the bit, right? Right. Oh, you, well, you Throw think the whole nine? You think Let's I haven't? All about. Well, you think I haven't extensively what? Googled what? man baby no, 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 <laughs> fetish no, 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 porn? You gotta do it, <laughs> dude, 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 dude. You gotta do it. I yeah, want to no. hear your experience. I, I, I know right? I have. I'm. That's, I'm, I'm I have. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, so <laughs> that's the answer. He's never. Have you ever? Have you ever wanted? I have depends at my house. If you want to borrow one, no, I don't yes, need. I don't need that. I'm good. That's not far. No, it's just too like much. no. You, you you go down internet rabbit holes. You know, I'm not yeah, on trial yeah. here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> my no, my favorite. You guys ever heard of feeders and gainers? Those are cool too. Okay, yeah. See, it's, oh, I, so you have a relationship where one partner is very skinny, and what they do is basically it's like control. It's like super BDSM. So you feed the other person past the point of them being able to move. So their diet controls how much you, you control them based on how much food they even how incapable they are of moving. So you like have like a little tiny fucking uh, person that a job of the hut. It's like a reverse power roll though. Wow. And they're like, yeah, feed you, eat more cakes. And he's like, no, I can't eat. And like, eat more. <laughs> and he's just jerking off. Yay! Yeah, you know. Uh, oh, just real quick. Uh, just on the baby thing, uh, something I've touched on in one of my bits is okay. that like, the fetishes always come from something coming when you're growing up, right? Okay. And just expanding on that, like, was his childhood so good that he wants to go back, or is yeah. he trying to like this is like second chance round two? Yeah, he's like living the glory days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, all right, thanks. Club Wild, everybody. John Gallagher. Max, you don't want to do a joke, you sure? He thinks he's okay. I have one new joke. I'll do it for you guys real quickly. If you have any comments, please. Thank you. Let me know. 
Uh, I was I was I was nannying a small child last week and I was very excited about it. She's very cute. But I was at the park and I uh, met a bunch of four-year-olds. Did you know that all four-year-olds are cunts? That's exactly true. They know just enough to be dangerous. They know just enough to be just assholes to each other and jumping up. I'm gonna be a bad guy. You're gonna be a bad guy too. Let's go get the good guys. And they're like knocking each other over like A and E or not like A and E like NFL and like. WWE and they're all like just they're like barely hurting each other because they're still babies but they're like little people and they're just dicks and then I hear the teacher calling them by name and I hear uh, Lael Brooklyn Brooklyn you fucking cunty asshole what is wrong with you parents you what did you miss New York and you named your child Brooklyn of course he's gonna be a cunt when he grows up you named him Brooklyn he's a dude I miss New York so much. Never forget 9-11. Meow. My child's name is Brooklyn. Uh, I'm like, you just set him up to be bullied for the rest of his life. Oh, bullies don't exist anymore. Meow. I mean, the kid's name's fucking Brooklyn. What the fuck is going to happen with his life? I don't give a fuck because his name is Brooklyn. Fuck that kid. Fucking, I know, really. Wouldn't you, if you met a kid named Brooklyn, you'd be like, fuck you. He's probably going to end up with some hipster inside of him. Well, he already is a hipster. This is the other thing. So all the kids are leaving the thing, and Brooklyn wouldn't leave. And the teacher's like, I'm going to count to 10. And she counted to 10, and he didn't show up. And I'm like, ha, you have no power, you dumb teacher. A four-year-old just bested you. A four-year-old named Brooklyn is still laying on the ground on the fake grass going, I don't want it. She's like, well, now you don't get snack. He doesn't give a fuck. His mom gives him every single kind of snack. I'm sorry. Children just entitled little fuckballs. Please don't name your children Brooklyn. Okay, that's my joke. Yay! We got comments from Arden. So my, my only comment is I, I love I love that you want to name a kid Brooklyn, but you got to reverse it. You got to say, you know, SF people don't name, move to New York and start naming their kids the Marina North Beach Mission. Right, right. Yeah. You name your kid Mission. Excelsior. Well, right. No, Excelsior, so, actually, Excelsior is a yeah. badass name. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I would name that would my kid cool. Excelsior. Joe Gorman's going to name his yeah. kid Excelsior if he ever has one. Excelsior Gorman. <laughs> Fuck yeah! You're like, you get to school, you're Excelsior Gorman. You tell everybody exactly how you are. You're Excelsior. But he's really going to end up like a tenderloin Gorman. No! (laughs) Tenderloin. Can you imagine? Tenderloin Gorman. That's good, too. That's a good nickname. I love that everything becomes about Joe Gorman. Uh, they, thank you all for being here on Joke Workshop. Clap again for Max Eddie learning the ones and twos. Doing an excellent, excellent job. His new show will be coming on Friday nights from 10 to midnight. Uh, again, listen to Arden's show. Uh, hey, we'll see you guys. Oh, apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Applications are open now until November 30th. It's only $10. There are 25 shows in five days. 40 comedians will be selected from all over the United States. It's going to be a great time. So, yay, Mutiny Radio. Bye.
bored of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco do you need an awesome and underground space for an event Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. 
October 6th, come join us at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse for Johan Miranda. Headlining 50 minutes. Opening sets by Amy Bebo, Clay Newman, and Pam Benjamin. Don't miss this incredible headliner for only $10. Friday, October 6th at 8 p.m. Buy your tickets now on Eventbrite. Check us out on Facebook. Like all those comics, and please come support Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday at 8 o'clock. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. stand-up comedian do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at mutiny radio in san francisco well now's your opportunity apply now for the spark presents third annual mutiny radio comedy festival march 1st through 5th that's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town and one of those comedians could be you Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days, all streaming live, all podcast posts, all Mutiny Radio, all the time. The third annual Spark presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Apply now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. 
they have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Once Upon a Time in Vegas. You must be Chloe. Jason saw you when we came in. I'm Denise. Jason and I met today. Oh. live my life always being the default girl. Hi, I'm Waylon. Ouch, did your parents hate you? At the risk of sounding, you know, why don't we get out of here? I- I'll get my coat. You planned the whole fucking thing, didn't you? No, but I sure as hell wish I had. If any of my friends had given you a second glance tonight, do you think you'd have asked me back to your place? I'm not sure I follow. So, Jeff, or Waylon, or whatever the fuck you want to call yourself, I'm going to make this real easy for you, okay? If you still want me, you don't have to feel obligated to talk to me. I'll pull over and we can get it over with in the back seat. If not, I'll just drop you off at home and you can sleep your beer goggles off. Tessa, look at me. You're going to start the car. 
You're going to drive us to my place. And you and I are going to resolve some of your issues. starting to think you were going to sleep forever. Jeff, were you just laying there watching me? Enjoying the scenery. Right. Creepy. I should probably get going. Oh, no, you don't. I... Whew, I, re I really should be, le be leaving. No, you shouldn't. Don't do this. You don't have to. No, Tessa. I had to. No, what I mean is... You have to get up early for work, don't you? No. Or you have company coming for breakfast. You'll call me sometime. We can have lunch and get to know each other better. We'll get to know each other now. Because you aren't leaving. You're mine. Mmm. 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 Mmm.
excuse me, uh, I have a haircut appointment. Yes, can I help you? I'm sorry, but are you? Yes, I am. Oh my God! You're Philip Carter Grayson! A celebrity is standing in my salon! I loved you and that thing you did! Uh, Hamlet? No, I'm pretty sure it was something else, but I loved you in it. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm Dennis, the owner of the salon, and hun, I am going to fix you up with the best haircut in Vegas. You just put this on and come right over to this chair and lay back while I wash that gorgeous head of hair. So, what brings you out here? On location? A premiere, actually. Um... The movie was filmed here, so it's opening here. We even hooked up with Premier Advertising in the city for promotion. The woman heading the campaign kind of scares me, though. Could you get me tickets to the show as my tip? I think I'd rather pay you to stay away. This movie is going to suck big time. <laughs> I should know. I'm in it. It can't be that bad. Okay, it's an action-slash-comedy-slash-adventure-slash-romance called The Night Strives to Pay the Day's Longings Hopeless Price. I play a retired Interpol agent with a gambling problem and a weakness for poetry, working as a lawyer in the States. My wife and children are kidnapped by some guys and subsequently killed. That would give me another purpose, you know. Other people are killed. I screw some hot chick. Chick gets blown up. Throw in a car chase. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah. So, if you don't mind my asking, how are things with Emily Hodges? Wait until Friday. It'll be all over the tabloids. Uh-oh. Who broke up with whom? She with me, by text message. That bitch! And she had her reasons. I'm a such to be broken up with by text. Well, that's Erica for you. Uh, you mean Emily, right? Right, right, Emily. Oh, uh, don't read too much into that. I, I can't remember a name to save my life. Then the rumor's true? Uh, the part about the director slugging me is a lie. <laughs> you and Emily had a good run, though. Was it six months you were together? <sighs> yeah, that's practically forever in terms of most Hollywood relationships. Still. Yes? No, forget it. Come on, what is it? Well, <sighs> what the hell? Who better than a hairstylist to talk things over with, huh? A gay hairstylist. Continue. Well, Eleanor... Emily? Right, Emily. She was the third girl to break up with me this year. All of them were poised, beautiful, charming, but there was nothing there, no chemistry. According to the rags, Eloise... Emily? Emily, right. To them, she and I were practically engaged, but really we were a little more than friends. Friends, that's screw, right? Well, yeah, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Anyway, I'm just getting tired of all the... Well, all the fake. Fake? <laughs> Sweetheart, they're actresses. It's their way of life. Right, but sometimes I want something really permanent. Not just Hollywood permanent. Something real. That's a tall order, Mr. Grayson. Tell me about it. Well, you might find something out here that'll make up for your movie and your love life. What? A fabulous haircut, of course. Take a look. Wow, you did a great job. No wonder you came so highly recommended. I take great pride in my work. With good reason, apparently. Here you go. 
I hope the tip is enough to get you to stay away from that movie. And if you're ever interested in hair and makeup for film... I'm flattered, but I've got a side business that keeps me pretty busy as well as running the salon. I appreciate the offer, though. Sure. Well, thanks, Dave. Dennis. Right. Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. I didn't think Jason would be game for it. Most guys are so insecure, they don't want to give up control. You know what I mean, princess. Um, right. Well, once I got started, he couldn't get enough. He was begging for more. And I have to admit, I was mildly surprised at his... stamina. <laughs> wow. Chloe, Ginger wants these proofread by three. Sure. I'll just... Be right back. <laughs> Did you see her face? <laughs> oh, damn dusty closet. So where are you? Something happened with Jason, and I need ice cream and cheese fries. Call me back as soon as you can. Oh, she's supposedly at home sick. Why is she not there? You call for karaoke machine? I give it to you for five dollars. It makes you holla. Terry. Oh God, what happened? Terry. Jason was cheating on me with Stacy, and she made me pick her up from his place this morning, and she made fun of the shirt I bought him, and now she's taking every opportunity to talk about what they did, and it's stuff he never did with me. Maybe because I just never interested him that much, maybe because there's just something wrong with me, or maybe he told her to say it to get back at me, I don't know. Now I can't get a hold of Tessa, and I don't know where she is, and I need to go out and lose myself in a huge bowl of sugar, and for that I need you and Tessa. Whoa. Back up the trunk here, sweetie. I barely got any of that, oh queen of run-on sentences. It's nothing against you, Terry. But I need Tessa to tell me what a bastard Jason is, and it's just not the same when it comes from you. Tessa and I do have different methods of comfort. Well, much as I hate to say it, if she was with the bitches last, we should ask them. They have no idea. That's why I had to pick up Stacy this morning, because they couldn't find her. That makes the last time we saw Tessa two days ago. Oh my god, you're right. Where is she? Well, at least you've gotten your mind off Jason. That fucking best. I'm gonna fucking kill him. And I'll take that Stacy and shove a ice pick through her fucking eyes. This fucking sucks. Hold your breath. Okay, you need to go out. I've got two tickets to that movie premiere you've been working your ass off for. Why don't we just go? I can't. Ginger will be there. If she sees me, I'm dead. I'm not supposed to have fun. Oh, fuck Ginger. No thanks. I prefer guys.
Chloe. Sitting at home with a box of tissues and 30 cartons of Ben and Jerry's can only solve so many things. You're just going to brood over everything, getting more and more miserable, and end up somehow blaming everything on yourself the way you always do. That's not what you need right now. You need distraction. I need Tessa's foul mouth. Oh, fine. You want Tessa? I'll be Tessa for you. Terry, what? You and I are going out tonight whether you fucking like it or not, because you know who else used to lock himself in his room, Chloe? Howard Hughes. Look where he is now. 300 antibiotic shots in his fucking heel, one of them breaks off and he still dies of a fucking infection. If you think I'm dragging your pus-filled 98-pound carcass out of your over-sanitized apartment after you shoot your fucking television, you're sadly mistaken. Tissue boxes don't make for stylish fucking footwear. Get the hell up, change out of your hospital gown because it shows way too much of your non-existent ass, Wash your hands 48,000 times, put on your fucking biohazard suit, because we are going out. If you're not ready by the time I get to your apartment, I'll kick your sorry ass, you creepy fucking recluse. Wow. Tessa would never say that. But, okay. <gasps> my... My apartment? When did I get here? I thought I was with... Did I dream the whole thing? <clears throat> Ow! Guess not. Oh, God, I'm sore. Did he... Did he bite me? Oh, nice placement, asshole. I won't be able to wear a bra for a week. Oh, I hear you. Stop beeping at me. You have five new messages. Why the hell do I have five messages in one night? What the hell, Tessa? You were supposed to pick us all up like an hour ago. You better have a damn good reason when I get a hold of you. End of message. Sorry, Ginger. Couldn't help message. it if I was fucked unconscious. Bitch. Message deleted. Next message. Tessa, you totally made me look stupid. You don't need we my help for that, princess. Club because you never picked us up. Uh, thanks a lot. And in case you couldn't tell, that was sarcasm. Uh. End of message. Idiot. To erase this. Could message. it be you lost your table Seven. because your reservations are for message tonight? Deleted. Next message. Tessa, this is Chuck from the personnel office. You have every right to use your paid sick time if you need to. What? If you're going to be gone for more than a few days. Please what call day is it? Newspaper. Thanks. End of message. To erase this message, press 7. To hear more options, What the fuck? I slept zero. for two days? Message. Next message. I'm entirely Where too sore you? for this to make any sense. Where the hell is the aspirin? End of message. To erase this message, press 7. To hear more options, press 0. Skipping message. Next message. Hello, beautiful. Just calling to see how you're feeling. I'll try again later. Maybe uh, we can meet for lunch. I'd love to see you again. End of message. To erase this message, press 7. To hear more options, press 0. Skipping message. End of message. To check the What the hell? Your hand. I've 
I've never seen anyone break a drinking glass like that before. Huh? Well. Uh. Where the hell are you, Jeff? Hello to you, too. Look out your window, across the street. <gasps> Jesus! Hi. Are you stalking me? I didn't think a couple of phone calls would constitute stalking. I hadn't heard from you in two days. I was a little worried. Don't try to confuse me with logic. How do you know where I live? Your driver's license? I looked at it the other night so I could take you home. I didn't know your last name was Woodsman. You're changing the subject. Why are you here now? Lunch? The message I left? Oh, yeah. Well, could you come in before I bleed to death? Here, let me see. You're not my doctor. I know first aid. And I know every line from Star Wars. That doesn't make me a Jedi. Just let me see your hand. It's not too deep. But you probably need stitches. Here. Hold the towel like this. Ow! There's broken glass in there! Sorry, but that should staunch the flow while we get you to the emergency room. You don't fool me with this concerned act, Jeff. Why are you really here? Look, Tessa, I know I came on strong two nights ago, but I couldn't help myself. I just want to know you better. Yeah, right. If one of the other girls had accepted the drinks you sent over... Tessa, I sent those drinks to you. Okay, sure. Persistent, aren't you? I saw what I wanted, and I just had to have it. Persistent and funny. And while I'd love to stay for the second act, I'm bleeding. Can you please take me to the hospital now? I'll have to. Your car is still at my place. Oh, shit. <laughs> what a mouth. I'm frustrated and in more than a little pain. I'll say whatever I damn well please. I wasn't talking about the language. You are not going to distract me this time, Mr. Creepy, Sexy Man. You take me to the... the... Uh, hospital? Hospital. Right now. If you insist. There's always later. Oh, God. And we're on in five, four, three. This is Mark Feldman for Channel 6 News, and I'm here live at the exciting premiere of Philip Carter Grayson's new film, The Night Strives to Pay the Day's Longing's Hopeless Price. And this may not be Hollywood, but Vegas has some extra glitter tonight for sure. Here with me now is the premiere's promoter, Ginger Carlyle. Tell us, Ginger, do you think the movie will be a hit? Without a doubt. Phillips, <laughs> that is, Mr. Grayson's star is definitely on the rise. And it has been a pleasure working with him these past few weeks. I really should go inside, but I'd be happy to give a more in-depth interview if you contact my secretary. Now that should be interesting, folks. And look who's coming now. It's the star himself. Mr. Grayson, could you spare a word for your fans? Always. Is that word good, or should I see a few more? <laughs> I see her here by yourself. Where's Emily Hodges tonight? Regrettably, she couldn't make it. 
Well, that's too bad. I'm sure she'll catch it when it comes out on DVD. God, I hope not. Pardon me? Nothing. Enjoy the show. You heard him, people. We'll be capturing all the highlights of this magical evening, including the stars that at After Party, after this short break. In the next chapter of Once Upon a Time in Vegas, new friendships are formed. You're Philip Carter Grayson. Yes, I am. Your movie sucks. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm sorry you had to sit through this much of it. Old friendships are rekindled. Danny, what are you doing with a box of candy, an X-Acto knife, and a calculator in the middle of the lobby? Well, if one serving of Whoppers has 123 calories, and there are 46 Whoppers in a box and three servings per container, uh, how many times do I cut one in half before Ginger can eat them? If you worked for me, I'd never make you do this. You know why? Because I'd eat the whole box. An invitation is issued. I'll be expected at the after party for ass kissing. Will you be going? Oh, I can't. My boss will see me and I'm really not supposed to be here. Well, if you change your mind and think you could sneak in, please come. This is the first time I've really laughed in a month. A gauntlet is thrown down. I'm just saying that I probably should have stopped after the 6th or even the 7th Diet Coke since by then. It was mostly carbonated water, hardly any syrup at all, but I wanted so much to be like you, Ginger. I figured I'd just drink them dry. Um, Ginger, they're all out of diet. You bitch! You did it on purpose! And help comes from an unlikely source. I'm not dressed for a party. I don't even own anything that would be remotely appropriate. What if I told you it could all be taken care of? What, is someone gonna wave a magic wand and fix my appearance? The fairy tale continues November 16th, 2007. Only at PendantAudio.com Once Upon a Time in Vegas Chapter 3 Straying from the Path Featuring the voice talents of Renee Christine Jones as Tessa, David Alt as Jeff, Lexi Rawl as Chloe, Susan Bridges as Terry, Philip Weber as Philip, William Raymer as Dennis, Jesse Moore as Princess, Ara Pelodi as Ginger, Alicia Lane Matheson as Stacy, Mike Winters as the Answering Machine, David Hine Chapman as the Reporter, David Shook as Chuck and Anthony Anderson as the cameraman. Written by Alicia Lane Matheson and Renee Christine Jones. Directed by Alicia Lane Matheson. Original music composed by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2007 Pendant Productions. Once Upon a Time in Vegas, created by Alicia Lane Matheson and Renee Christine Jones. Copyright 2007 Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. The following Pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Once Upon a Time in Vegas... You have to get up early for work, don't you? No. Or you have company coming for breakfast. You'll call me sometime. We can have lunch and get to know each other better. We'll get to know each other now. Because you aren't leaving. 
you're mine. Sometimes I want something really permanent. Not just Hollywood permanent. Something real. That's a tall order, Mr. Grayson. 